This is the time, this is the place, and this is FC3 Monkey Business. Your one-stop shop for everything geeky, and since everything is geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're going to get. This is your host, I am C. In the studio with me, as always, is the ever-legendary Billy DeTori. Hello. Tanya Metris. Hello. And on the phone with us, producer Sherry and producer Chris. Good to see, hear from you guys. Hello. We have special guests today, young Tyler Metris. Hello. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the 1990 film The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, and FC3 future guest Eric Avari. After that, stick around for our upcoming events and our question of the week. How are we doing, gang? I'm tired today. Yeah, I'm feeling. You know what? The weather Everyone's roller coaster lagging. is pushing everybody out over the brink again. But you had those two really gorgeous days, and then it dipped back into Ugh. gray and rainy. It's sunny today, but it's cold, and it's. I think it's just the roller coasters throwing everybody <laughs> off. Well, when I when I came in it's here today, here. Yeah, I'm oh, sure God. it is. I was gonna say when I came in here to do some work this morning, it uh-huh. was rainy and snow, like a combination of rain, rain and like snow. Little flurries, yeah. And my feet got wet, and my socks got wet, and I hate when my feet get that wet. Would, so. you see, that would see that would end yeah. my day right there. Yeah. That would end my day. You should have just turned the heater around to your feet, Billy. Yeah. I don't want to set anything on fire with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if it's turned down low. Yeah. I don't know. So, But, yeah. You seem kind of blah today. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to an off day. Last I night I, I, I uh, watched an awful baseball game for a little while. Okay. Then I watched uh, what a movie I didn't like, but I think you guys did. So oh, we'll okay. get into that. And you like a different version of it. Yeah, well, no? yeah. Don't you? Yeah, but yeah. I, I would have liked this one if I thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? That's going to be a valuable opinion today. Okay. That's going to be a valuable opinion today. I have just gotten a notification. Our friend Sybil is having issues with her phone today. Okay. She said to go on without her. She's going into Verizon to get it figured out. All right. Go we on without her. me. Yeah. No. Oh, we're going to miss her. We miss the Sybil. All right. So that's a thing. Um... Anything new, Chris and Sherry? Um, well, other than the fact that it is actually snowing, and as of this taping, it is April 29th, <laughs> um, which is not making me happy. Um, Angie's fault. Yeah, I blame her. I'm blaming Angie. I always blame Angie. Um, That's okay. Hopefully she got her soul ripped out yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Infinity War has hit theaters. Oh, man. I'm trying to figure out why her son does not like it. Well, I think he's just trying to get a rise out of somebody, really. Oh, okay. Because because uh, Ray, who has been on the show, uh, posted his his initial review is it was a thousand percent trash and he hated it. And so therefore, he's just opening a whole can of whoopass. He's opening oh, yeah. up a can of big can so of whoopass. We will talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. No um, spoilers. No I haven't spo- seen it. Billy yet. hasn't seen it. Tyler. I can't even make yeah. my of late. I think basically my feeling. The only thing I can really say is it's the same again. thing. I have to see it again. And the same thing that I said at the end of Last Jedi is, what did I just watch? It's like, oh, oh, man. All right. Um, So, guys, I'm no longer house hunting. You bought a house. I bought a house. It happened. Finally happened. So that's a thing that that long. Tyler's clapping for you. That long ordeal (laughs) is over with. I'll close most likely in July. Um, You have to get through the show first. Yeah, I got to. I told. They're like, well, we can, you know, because. The people who are selling wanted some time to do, and the people who are buying, such as myself, are you know want some time to get a few things done. So we're like, okay, July, that can happen. 
and and the the mortgage broker calls me up. She goes, "We can do this. We can do this the second weekend of June." I'm like, "I'm already busy the second weekend of June. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one major event a year, please, or a month, please." So and remember, if you buy four houses, you can buy a hotel. That's see, that's my plan now. That's that's if I can get three more. I hate than that I, game. If, if I get three more, then I should be able to buy the Radisson. Like a yeah. grenade. Just remember <gasps> to to uh, cross go get two hundred dollars. Um, we are going to have to do a, a special countdown post today on our Facebook. Is today the forty? For forty days, twenty one hours, twenty seven minutes, forty eight right. seconds, forty seven, forty six. So we can launch 45. the the we can launch the forty today. Then is mm-hmm. what you're saying? Yes, we'll All be right. launching the forty. Sherry gave me some great for graphics what? for the forty, 40 days, days to the to convention. convention. It, it was a joke, guys. Oh. <laughs> wow. We, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, wow. Sherry can attest my sense of humor is a little dented right now today. All right. Pretty much. Oh. Yeah. So let's do some sponsor shout-outs. Uh, we've got a lot of the usual suspects. Knox Craft Cocktails and Comfort Food, located in the Village Gate. Uh, Selena's Mexican Restaurant, the, gatest, the Great Escape Room. Uh, the Sherlock Holmes-themed escape adventure. Which we still have to go play in the library. Yes, we got. We, we haven't we rescued take, Billy. we we got to put Billy back in the library and rescue him. Tyler says he's going to rescue him. I see. Yep. Single-handedly? I want to yep. see that. Um, Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey is bringing us Cla- Caitlin Blackwood, the young Amelia Pond. Pop Rock Comics and uh, Caffeine and Culture, uh, the new business on East Avenue with Jason Hilton there leading that charge. And Redfin Realty. So two of the new do folks. Pop Rocks and Redfin, thank you guys for coming on board. Uh, Patreon, what is Patreon? Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support Monkey Business and Flower City Comic Con. Please check us out at www.patreon.com backslash FC3ROC. All membership levels will include access to the Patreon-only blog, plus tons of great perks at all levels. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Spell it now on your web browser. Go there. Sponsor us. You'll love it. It'll be great. I promise it'll be the best thing ever. It's tremendous. Wait a minute. Never mind. I'm doing an impression now. Um, (laughs) Apple Podcasts. Want to help others find the show? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review will be thanked on the air, and any questions will be answered. We want this to be a conversation, so please send us your questions. In addition to Apple Podcasts, you can now find us on Google Play Music and Stitcher. Is there a place you find your podcast and you can't find FC3 Monkey Business? Let us know, and we will see what you can do to join in on that platform. All right, so that's cool, all the that business. Cool. Do you I got stuff? So. Do you have anything? You look like you want to say something. Nope, I'm just reading right along with You're you. I, I actually the have the, the, the taping notes on. Uh, I'm on I, script today. I know, you are. For so, a change of pace. Because I actually opened my email instead of I'm <laughs> trying to read it from my phone type thing. So. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the 1999 hit movie, The Mummy, starring Brandon Fraser and Rachel Weiss, the movie that Billy was not as thrilled with. And I'll tell you what, I'm almost there with him, I think. So we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Yeah, and I'll leave you with a little buddy guy. Appropriate, 40 days and 40 nights. Nice. Radio 95.1. Love it. It's Body not Radio 95.1. <laughs> it's just force of habit. <laughs> I stink. No, you don't. Don't know.
The Mummy is a 1999 American action fantasy film written and directed by Stephen Summers, starring Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, John Hanna, Kevin O'Connor, and Arnold Avoslu in the titular role as the reanima reanimated mummy. Yeah, I can speak good today. It is a loose remake of the 1932 film The Mummy, which starred Boris Karloff in the titular role. In this film, an English librarian named Evelyn Carnahan becomes interested in starting an archaeological dig at the ancient city of Hamunaptra. I tried that a couple of times before. Hamunaptra? I, Hamunaptra. Uh, and she gains the help of Rick O'Connell after saving him from his death by execution. What Evelyn, her brother Jonathan, and Rick are unaware of is that another group of explorers are interested in the same dig. Unfortunately for everyone, this group ends up unleashing a curse because, you know, Americans, we do that. Yeah, well. Which uh, be, be laid to, excuse me, a curse which had been laid on the dead high priest Imhotep. Now the mummy is awake and is going to take a lot more than guns to send him back to where he came from. It's going to take a whole group of adventures and magic and everything. There you go. Like, See? I was talking last night, uh -huh. watching it, going, wow, this is like all of our D&D &D groups like put wildest together. dreams yes. yeah it's just like just the treasure room i actually did use this this uh, movie as a basis of an adventure that i wrote many years ago i'm glad i wasn't there yeah it was a total party kill it, everybody set off every freaking trap in a row and then the mummy just ate who was left it was amazing so mm. <laughs> all right now right off the bat what did we think of this movie sherry chris what'd you guys what did you watch it recently yeah we watched, we watched it last night, night. Watched last night. <laughs> that seemed to be a popular thing on staff all right. Um, right off the bat, what did you think of it? I really like this movie. Okay. I really do. I like the second one better. Really? Yes, I do. I do like the second one better. I like how Evelyn grows in the second one. I like their smart alecky kid in the second one. I mm -hmm. really did like the second one better. But I do like this. We we own the the Mummy collection. Okay. So, I don't think I ever I, saw the third one that had Maria Bello no. in the Evelyn part, and then I definitely did not see the Tom Cruise one. I didn't see the Tom no. Cruise one, but we have the third one where they're going into like the um, Dragon Emperor tomb. Okay, yeah, we, I haven't we, seen that. that one. We actually no. have that one. All right. So I'm the only one that owns the collection of the Universal monster ones from <laughs> yes, the 30s. The actual <laughs> classics. Okay. Oh yeah. The real monster movies. Yes. Um. I'm. I've been thinking about this since I watched it last. Uh, watched it yesterday. Um, I'm. I'm okay with this movie. I remember loving it before, but I'm like, you know, there's a lot of funny stuff. There's a lot of great one-liners in this movie, and and I think the action's good. There's definitely some, definitely some back and forth. It's early years of the CGI, so the CGI looks like it holds up over the years. Um, Absolutely. You know, that, that it, was one thing I was impressed with last night. Yeah, was how good it looks still. Right, and and the visuals, and and I like. I mean, um, Obed Oded Ferrer, who played the Magi, the Chief Magi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Character actor. He's been in a ton of things now. Like I, you see him in Resident Evil too, in the, yeah, that his, series. Yeah, you got it right. Oded. Oded Ferrer. I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. I love the guy. You know. Mm -hmm. But here's it. I'm sitting here, and we want to talk about it. And I just want to say, but, <laughs> you know, it's like there's something wrong. And I, you know what it is? I finally put my finger on it while I was warming up to say, but it was one of those movies that should never have been a franchise. I, I disagree agree. with Sherry. It sh there should not have been a second movie. There should not, definitely not have been a third. And to remake it with Tom Cruise was just an error. 
Um, I think as a standalone movie, it worked. Yes, it's great. In the second one, you see Evelyn's um, evolution. Good. That's okay. And but the smart the smart alecky kid, but he blew it for me. Because what I you like know, him. kids and puppies, kids and puppies, you you charm a certain level of the audience, but then I think you the story will suffer to accommodate the kids and the puppies. All right, you know you you see that in several occasions. So this is where my butt lies into it. Should if I can if I'm gonna you know if we ever get around to talking about Highlander, I'm gonna say the same thing. There should have been only one. Yeah. <laughs> there can only be one. There can only, you know, there can be only one. Um, but with the mummy, this, this was a good standalone story. When when you, they got the gold, he got the girl. The the, you know, the good guys survived. The bad guys got eaten, um, literally. And you know, moving on into the sun, they moved on into the sunset at the end of the movie. Should have left it at that. I think that's what I. I really do. I think that's what caught. That's my problem with this movie is that there was a sequel. <laughs> My, my problem so much isn't that there was a sequel, uh-huh. but it was the same movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, right? You know, I mean, we can mummy, pick apart the, the, the same characters. Yeah, you know, yes, you get Scorpion King in there, uh-huh. but well, the the chase scene with an airship. It was, you know, a lot of the same movie. It was just reskinned a little bit in certain spots. So I think that's kind of. Now that's not fair to the first movie because you know I don't even know if they were planning a sequel when when they made the first movie, but anyway, so that's that. And there's a lot of good trivia because Sherry finds awesome trivia. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What's some? What's a good piece of trivia here we can jump in with? Start right at the top. Well, right at the top. I, my favorite piece of trivia is um, is actually about Evelyn, the character of Evelyn, how she got her name. Okay, go with it. Um, she was actually her name uh, came from it was a, it was a slight reworking of the daughter of the man who found King Tut's tomb. Oh, cool. Okay. And originally, the character was supposed to be her, mm-hmm. but then they decided not to go with that. But it still lives on when she says that her father was a very very famous archaeologist. That's cool. Yes. Okay. I did pick up on that. Okay. So that's a nice little tip of the hat to uh, to history there. Yeah. Um, Imhotep was actually the name of the architect who developed the first pyramids in ancient Egypt, most notably the Pyramid of jo- Dozier. Djoser. I don't know. I can't pronounce Egyptian words sometimes. At Saqqara, uh, around 2600 BC, his ability was such that he was later said to have descended from the gods. His name means one who comes in peace. However, as far as anyone knows, he was not a despised villain as portrayed in the movie, much more likely revered as the architect and physician that he was. So, again, it's a little creative creative liberty with some writing there. Um, so we're going to not a book this. Let's let's jump in from the beginning. The um, the opening scene. Uh, I think my favorite part of the, the opening scene is uh, Patricia Velasquez's costume, or, or lack thereof. <laughs> Wow. Took four hours to apply that. That body—it's basically a loincloth and body paint. Body, that's what it is. That's it. Probably did. And, and few pieces of jewelry. Yeah. Yep. That's body paint. Yeah. And um, this was the first time I ever saw Patricia Velasquez on on uh, on screen, uh, and it made me a, a fan instantly. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys are not she helping was such me out a at fine all. Actress are you? in this film, I can see why you would love her. What's that? Because she was such a fine actress in this film, I could see why you Oh, I know. She had such a presence. (laughs) She had a pair of presences in this film. Um, That scene, did it it do a good job of setting up what was going to happen in the movie? 
Kind of give you that little enough backstory in in that in that brief couple of minutes. I, I sort of like that because it's a quick origin story. Here's yeah. how things started. There you go. They're okay. having an affair. Yeah. They kill the pharaoh, yeah. and then they're cursed. They're cursed. I'm glad they didn't spend two hours with that story, which a lot of movies nowadays would have. They have been. Like the Fantastic Four movie was a 110-minute trailer for the movie we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the, you kind of do the jumping into the action with that brief just little little look at, at uh, ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then we you see. Know, the, go ahead. Sorry, the the mummification scene, or yeah. if you could call it a mummification scene with Arnold Vosloo. Uh huh. Um, I guess that took four hours, and he had a real problem yeah, with he, being wrapped up like that for that four was, hours. Said that he was freaking out in it. In, yeah. In your. Uh... So Imhotep's uh, rage and, and emotion is there, getting ready to put the lid on while he's squirming around in the bandages. That's he's, he's drawing on a little bit more of a natural reaction. Oh, that says the scene, yeah. 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 That, uh, where Imhotep is mummified, freaked out the actor. He had to be in bandages, as Sherry said, for four hours to Jeez. film those scenes where he's wrapped and put in the tomb. Well, at least they weren't real bugs. A lot of them, um, down further in the, the notes, mm-hmm. um, uh, where was it? Um, it says, while the film made extensive use of the computer-generated imagery, many scenes, including the ones where Evelyn is covered with rats and locusts, were real using live animals. Wow. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm why? Done. Just, I, just why? I, I had problems with the, the scarab beetles throughout the whole thing. Oh, I know. I, I was burying my face the entire time. I can't handle that in yeah. regards to the I wouldn't like that. Yeah, so... Ugh. Tanya and I watched the movie together yesterday, and, oh. and it, whenever she knew the scarab scenes were coming, it you know the head would get turned, you know blankets would get pushed pulled up over her eye, and then I would hear, "Can you just tell me when it's done?" Uh, that's you'll the you'll part. know it. You'll know it's done when the sound goes I know, away. That's even worse. It's like my eyes need to be covered and my knee, ears need to be covered. I was talking to Deanna on my way home, going, "That's like the worst part of the movie." I'm uh, like, I can handle everything else except for the bugs. Yeah, oh. I, I don't like bugs. I don't oh. like rats. I don't like creepy crawly things. Uh-huh. But. Oh. So that stuff grosses me out. My biggest problem with with the movie, I think, is that I never understood Brendan Fraser. As, okay. I'm sure he's a nice fella, uh-huh. but I can't. To me, he's a forgettable actor. Okay. I I went into this movie. I borrowed it from the library. Took it home last night. I'm gonna watch it. And it turns out, I think I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. And that when we got to the, I guess, second scene where Rachel Weiss is on. The ladder in the library. Mm-hmm. I go, wait a second. Does she knock everything over? I've seen this. <laughs> yeah. And, but but you saw that coming anyway. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I, I pictured, I knew exactly what was going to happen. And like flashes of this movie mm-hmm. came to me as they happened. Like, I have seen this, but I couldn't tell you Brendan Fraser's character's name right now for a million dollars. So I can. He, <laughs> Rick O'Connell. Yeah. Yes. Um, Hey Benny. So I guess let me try to see if I sum that up. So you're saying he's he's, he's a forgettable for, leading man? Yes. I, he is what Tom Hanks would have been if he kept making volunteers and okay. and you know Turner and Hooch gotcha. and movies like that instead oh. of Apollo 13 and, and Forrest Gump. And exactly. Philadelphia. He, he I I haven't liked a, a Brendan Fraser movie. Okay. And, and he disappeared for a while. Tanya and I were talking about this mm-hmm. yesterday, and, and I, I think we're kind of suppose, uh, supposing or assuming mm-hmm. what some of those issues were, but he just disappeared. He's in a TV show now or yeah, something. In, yeah, I looked trust. him up now, too, to see what he's up to. Yeah. 
but, but I, I'm like I said, I'm sure he's a he's a good guy, and mm-hmm. you know he made a career and good for him. And I don't like anything he's in, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so. he did a YouTube thing in February revealing why he disappeared from Hollywood. Okay. I, because of me? Yeah. Well, uh, Billy, I'm sorry. He does, it, it's top ten. I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah. He's, he's first number one, Billy DeTore. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Billy's the opinion of me. That's what. So, I, like I said, it, it was a, there was some decent action. The effects do still hold up, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know. I, I just... Maybe I was just in a lousy mood because <laughs> I, I turned off the baseball game I was watching with my team losing six nothing. I oh turned boy. it back on. It was Yeesh. eleven to two. Oh boy! All right, but I, it, to me, I guess it was a forgettable movie. Okay. All right, Tyler, did you watch it yet? I've watched all three of them. Yeah, and what'd you think of the first one? Because that's the one we're talking about right now. Eh. Eh. What, what made you say eh? Can you give me something? <laughs> he hasn't watched it recently. So I haven't. No. Well, if you're going to sit the microphone, you got to be able to See, contribute. Told you, forgettable. That's it. You about to say something, T? I think. No. I no. mean, I mean, in regards to Tyler, he's he he sits there and just enjoys the movie, and then he'll mm-hmm. like try to figure out the the commentary okay. in regards to something particular, and uh-huh. it's like it takes him a little while. It's like. Give him about another five, ten minutes. He'll say, this is the reason why Okay. type thing. Give him some processing time. He'll right. do it. I mean, I, I just sat back and, and just enjoyed it for the enjoyment value. I don't need the follow-up of the right. second and the third movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch them again or whatever, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I'm not necessarily going to like it as the first one. It's just like when you watch, like, Grease or whatever mm-hmm. that you don't want, like, they have made Grease 2 and you're like, why mm-hmm. type thing. So Well, uh, because pe- it made Adrian's meta star. <laughs> so sometimes, I'm like, people. <laughs> yeah, people love it, or they're just uh, okay with it. I'm like, okay, yeah. made Michelle Pfeiffer. Star. There you go. There's. But it's funny because when we were watching it yesterday, when um, he was in the jail in Egypt, the first thing I looked at, I'm like, that's a um, like a um, throwback to him in Encino Man. With his okay. hair all shaggy and things down that's there. A, why does he have a '90s haircut in 1932? I don't know. Or 1923 or whenever that Because movie. this was done in 1999? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> he know. should look more like Laurel and Hardy and less like, you know, uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. So it's, it's Hollywood's depiction of that? I'm, I'm like, sorry. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll go to my corner. It, well, here's the thing is is when they introduce the first, you know, they go from the, the flashback <laughs> scene to give you the, the basis of the movie. And the next scene is in the library. So you see Evelyn doing her, her stilt walk on the ladder mm-hmm. and knocking mm-hmm. over bookshelves. Okay, so that's you're establishing that character, and as then the much the real reason why we watch the Mummy comes in right dur- right after yeah, that scene. Eric Avari, Eric Avari, uh, and his uh, you know is he he should have had more screen time. He should have. He I'm really like, should have. That was a very cool character. You know, to watch. initially when I was watching, I'm like, oh, okay, we just see him in the library. This and and I forget that he comes back, reoccurring a couple times uh-huh. throughout this, and I'm like. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I'm like, wait, wasn't he a bad guy? No, wait, because uh, like that was like the first thing. I'm like, wait, wasn't he one of the other guy bad guys? Mm. So that I realized what that he's one of the magi. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now John Hanna as the as the brother. Oh my god, I it's it was, I I liked the character. I like John Hanna. I see him in a lot of things. My favorite John Hanna performance is always going to be for weddings and a funeral, um, yeah. the Hugh Grant movie. Um, but and and John Hanna was also in 
Oh, God, what was that that one about ancient Rome? Spartacus? Spartacus. Uh, with Lucy Lawless playing his wife. I like John Hanna. Isn't he a zookeeper at the Columbus Zoo? I don't know. That's Jack Hanna. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I watch him every Saturday morning. Hell with it being a kid's show. I'm parked in front of the TV with, for Jack Hanna. I like him. Jack Hanna's a fun show. And, and, he, no, and he, oh. he knows what to do around sting races. Stay away from him. But anyway. Um, but I just I didn't like the brother character. It was like you, he needed... He was going out of his way to be the bumbling idiot. The comic relief. Yeah, yeah, he was going out of his way to be the comic he relief. He was Kramer yep. in The Mummy. Every Yeah. Everybody had a chance to say one-liners. Everybody had an opportunity to, to be in that, in that moment where they could, be, they could be funny unintentionally. You know, like I think just an observation or whatnot. Even, even Oded Ferrer's character managed to kind of like, you know, he had that look in his face on a couple of occasions or he would have the right comment to make that was just out of, you know. So the whole movie had some good humor all the way through it to have John Hannock bumbling his way through it and making mistakes and, you know, going out of his way to do it. Just, I was like, Oh, come on. Can we just tone this guy back a little bit, please? All right, am I the only one in that opinion? No. I like him. I like the character. Uh-huh. I like the actor. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not trying to shave the actor. Cause I like, like I said, I like John Hanna. There's a lot of work that he's done. That's just unquestionably good. Um, but just this one particular character is just—it was—I don't—I too too over overly silly when he when he didn't need to be. But so that's it. I'm gonna fall mm. flat. Nobody else is gonna say that's it. <laughs> that's it. I, no, I just I enjoyed. I always liked Jonathan. I thought he was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a bit of levity when things were getting a little crazy. Yeah, he could be silly, but I didn't think he was cartoonish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was he this movie's version of Short Round? There you go. I'll go with that. Hang on, lady. We're going for a ride. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, I touched nothing. See, there you go. It takes him a little while to come in. Um, No, I mean, I enjoyed him in the movie. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't think he is like, like, like the the four that are memorable are him, Benny, Rick, Mm -hmm. and um, Rachel. Yeah. And then, of course, the absolutely the mummy mm-hmm. but they all have their their part to play in order to kind of balance each other out during this type thing because okay. he's he's always drunk and doing getting himself into trouble and his, mm-hmm. his sister's like oh my god what did you do this time type yeah. thing and so i think that just shows the dynamic of everything that she's had to put up with with him and mm-hmm. it's still he he's smart and he's intelligent but yet he's still Kind of a goofball point, and then he ends up having to have to save her at the end, type thing. So right. it kind of like grows as the movie goes on. Okay. So all right, that's my take on it. Okay. Well, then we we are introduced to the siblings, and then introduced to our our FC three guest Eric Avari, his character, who makes it very clear that he finds Evelyn to be an unmitigated disaster on high heels. Uh, a catastrophe. A catastrophe she's is what he calls it. She's not an accident. He, she's a catastrophe. That's right. That was the line. Uh, and then we move on to re-meeting Rick O'Connell, who <clears throat> is the trope of finding your your hero you know, and rescuing him from, from like... I, I, I I don't know. There's a point that I want to make, and I can't find the way to get to it at the moment. It's oh, just, this one's like really stomping you. For there's not there's a trope. Club. There's a trope there, of of how they find like Rick setting up. Rick Is it a meet cute? 
What? Is it a meet cute? I don't understand what that is. It's it's a movie term for when two characters meet each other uh-huh. as a couple in like an unusual circumstance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I'm wondering if they forced that a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, with him being in the in the prison there at, in Egypt and uh, uh, sentenced to sentenced to death, and they were really kind of like glossing mm-hmm. that over. Um, you know, like was was what did he do to to get that far into into the shit there, and and uh, and how bad was it really? You know, and then the warden was like, oh, "Okay, no problem. Yeah, go ahead, save him, and and I'm coming along, and it'll be fine. We'll be we'll be a team. It'll be great. It'll, you know, be a little adventuring team together." It's like, um, wait, there was just something all about that prison scene. There was like, wait, what's going on here? Help can, me out. Can Somebody I go back me. to an earlier scene that I questioned, yes. and maybe it's just because I I was in a bad mood. Beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, the pharaoh is killed by the the guy that was having the affair with with the the hot lady. Right. Why didn't the pharaoh's guards like imprison him and kill him right then instead of? They went on an adventure to bury the, uh, the or I, I lost track of this already. But, okay. But why how, make it so complicated? Yeah. Why not just kill him right there on the spot yeah. for killing the pharaoh? Exactly. Um. You Take th- him to jail. Why? Why did they follow him to the desert? And... The reason was is that when, uh, which I believe it's shown more clearly in the second one, mm-hmm. when they took him prisoner, um, his priest uh, broke him away from them, and they escaped to the desert. That's why his priests were also cursed. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, because he they stole her body to. Um, take into the gotcha. desert in order, but they broke him out of okay. jail because I think they did put him in prison. They broke him out of jail, mm-hmm. raced to the desert, and then the pharaoh's guards had followed them. Oh, okay. And that's I'm why sorry they were to all drag us back. That happened no, that's okay. so quickly it's, that it, no, that's fine. Right, that, it happened so quickly. Like, it's like wait a second. As soon as you started questioning it, Billy, I'm like. Yeah, you know, he might have a point there, and then Sherry cleared it up. I'm like, okay. So it's a matter of, like, did you look away from the TV during that that time? Because, yeah, you would miss it Mm -hmm. type Mm -hmm. thing. But then um, I think it was explained in... um, In Mummy 2? Well, that, but maybe when they were talking with... And then they froze him in carbonite. Yeah. (laughs) Sold him off to Jabba the Hutt. Oh, boy. (laughs) Are you sure this is not side quest and digressions? Oh, that's later. Yeah. That's so later. Wrong movie. Um, I heard a lot of whispering at the other end of the phone. Do you guys have something you, you that I'm, we're missing? No, it was it, it was actually me messing with the mic. Ah, how's it coming along over there? I don't know. How do we sound? You sound pretty you sound good. good. Yeah, a lot Very good. Definitely a lot better. Did you get the the headset that you were looking for? Yeah. Coolness. Yep. Coolness. And they're not that expensive, so I think anybody who calls in should get one. There you go. <laughs> Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. All right. Let's find some more trivia to play with. Hang on a second here. Nope, I, I hit the microphone. That was me. What What was really interesting when I was looking through the trivia was finding out that this was a was an early, really well done use of um, motion capture. Really. That they that they really didn't want the, uh, the the director really didn't want the mummy to be shambling and everything, so they used motion capture. Mm-hmm. To um, make him, to, so that they could make him move like a real person, and they also used a lot of. Uh, it's, it's an early use of putting lights on someone to to show to then be able to add things later on, which is why his effects on um, Arnold Vosloo's face 
are so good. Okay. Because that was actually him, but he said that he walked. He was walking around with these red lights. Attached to his face, he said he looked like a Christmas tree. <laughs> so they had the pinpoints to be able to, to do the, the CGI more effectively. Yes. Okay. That's so cool. This was an early use of that, which I thought was really interesting. So Arnold Volslu was the original uh, Andy Circus. Kind of, yeah. Gotcha. And Andy's really taken motion capture acting to a whole new level over the years. Um, Rachel Weiss was not a big fan of horror movies. Uh, but did not and uh, but did I not see her. this film as such. She said in, in an interview, "It's Hokum, a comic book world." Um, is that kind of maybe why you're not having as much fun with this one, Billy? Is that uh, maybe I was in the wrong mood for it? But like I said, I, mm-hmm. I think my my brain seems to think I've seen it before. Okay. Um, and normally I don't have a problem separating fantasy from you know a more realistic type movie, uh-huh. and I. I don't normally care that something is silly. I'll just take it for its silliness. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I really, really had a problem with this one. Hmm. For no particular reason. I can't explain it because I can watch Michael Jordan play basketball with Bugs Bunny and not have a problem with it. But, Space Jam. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can watch Brendan Fraser deal with the Looney Tunes and back in action. There you which go. unfortunately awful also. But... Uh, I can watch Brendan Fraser throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball in the one movie I like with him, Albert Brooks and the Scout. There you go. But um, have, you, have you ever seen the movie School Ties? I, yes. I hear he's really good. I hear that's where he became a, a sort of a star. That's, he had a breakout yeah, role in that. I, I absolutely fell in love with Brendan Fraser because of that film. It was excellent. It was so good. He was so good in it. It really showed his range. It was really an excellent film. I, I maybe because I associate him with Paulie Shore from Encino Man. And yeah, I've had some <laughs> bad experiences on the radio with Paulie Shore. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, so, you, so I, you've actually you've had to interact with Paulie Shore on a couple of occasions. Oh, he's awful. <laughs> he's just a terrible human being. Well, what's so bad about him? He just uh, he's he's a jerk. Oh, really? Yeah. That's just plain and simple, huh? Yeah. Man, so, I'm telling you. And maybe I'm taking it out, unfortunately, on poor Brendan Fraser. <laughs> maybe Polly Shore should have been cast in the role of Benny, and then we could just enjoy watching him get yeah. eaten by the bugs at oh. the end. That would be good. Oh, my God. That that, act, that poor actor. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Was that Kevin, O'Con- uh, yeah, was it Kevin, Kevin O'Connor? Yeah. In the scene in the Egypt- Egyptologist office where, yeah. where um, Brendan Fraser beats the crap out of him, it got too rough. He had to ice his and nipples. He- they had to ice his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. During, well, okay. Yeah. Also, wow. maybe, maybe I, I have such an affinity for those original Universal monster movies, the original mm-hmm. Frankensteins and Draculas and Creatures of the Black Lagoons and such that I and to me that one's more serious. I, I you I know what know. I think you know I'm going to be honest. I have not seen those movies since I was very small like 10 11 12 age that it's been since i've seen the classic monster movies and there's some that are better than others creature mm. from the black lagoon to be honest is kind of boring right but okay i i just enjoyed that feel uh-huh. for, and this isn't a monster movie uh, like rachel weiss i agree yeah. with her yeah this is more of a raiders of the lost ark it, type it of really has is. that feel. i was waiting for harrison ford to come out from yeah. The background. Do you find, because it was made in 1999, 
do you find that they were this movie was a response to the fact that there was a a lack of Indiana Jones movies out? I mean, let's see. Raiders came out. When did okay. uh, Temple well, of Doom come? Temple of Doom was well, let's see. Raiders was early eighties. Yeah. Temple was late eighties. And then Crusade was yeah, that's one. Hold on, let me go look at the franchise. And I I really love eight maybe because I'm a fan of Raiders of Lost Ark in those movies. Lost Ark eighty one, Temple Doom eighty four, Last Crusade eighty nine. Oh wow, okay, so even and then it had been ten years, and then this then the Mummy, right? And then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is the fourth one, was two thousand and eight. All right, so what we're seeing here is probably this movie was was influenced by the fact that there was a love for the Indiana Jones movies, and there wasn't an Indiana Jones movie to be had. Right. So yeah, maybe this was their Stephen way of kind Summers, of jumping in on that. Go ahead, Cher. Stephen Summers actually states that it, that his biggest um, influences for this film were uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark movies and Jason and the Argonauts. Okay. He was looking for something, so an over-the-top yep, fantasy action feel, and he didn't. He never intended it to be a horror movie. Okay. I gotta watch this um, in a better mood because they, it sure seems like something I should like. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I it's, it yeah, might be um, the mood I woke up in today too, but I because I was I, I know I was laughing a lot yesterday while we were, were watching. Yeah, I mean. And it, now today I'm like, eh, it was all right. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like going. Wait, it's like. What a difference a day makes, I tell you. Uh, we should have podcast while we were watching it. Uh, well, according to the messages I got when uh, I was watching the movie mm-hmm. yesterday, yes, um, it said um, I was actually chatting with Sir Eric Avari. Oh, yes, that's right. You were. I that was, was doing a little Facebook messaging. Facebook messaging back and forth because that's awesome, with I him coming say. in and me being one of the VIP liaisons, I'm double checking with all of our media guests to see if there's anything in particular, food wise or whatever they want. And he he's he's been very um, forthcoming and just very nice in general. And, and like um, it's like no, nothing he can really think of. He's got no dietary restrictions whatsoever. I'm like, okay, let me know if. If there's anything, and he's like, okay, I'll let you know if I do. And I'm like, um, I go, I must say I'm enjoying The Mummy again today because it's been a while since I've seen it. So didn't get anything back from him, didn't get anything. Last night, 1130, Uh a message hits. He goes, you better with the uh, laughy face, the sunglass emoji, (laughs) and the sticking your tongue out one. (laughs) I'm just like, he's like, well, you better type thing. So it's just, yeah, I'm like, you Go and start talking about it, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, I've gotten a couple emails from him directly instead of going through his agent. I'm just like, what a stand-up guy he is! I can't wait well, to yeah. meet him in person. See, that's the thing. I mean, you probably take all of these actors off the set and just talk to them as people, and they're all really cool. I don't think any of them were, you know, I don't think we're questioning them. No, as definitely people. Not. We're just seeing the characterizations right now. It's like. It's interesting. But I don't want to get anywhere near him in a sword because he was taking down some of the Oh, he was swinging for the mummies. cheap seats. Yes. His scene where he's going off against the, the zombies there, that was amazing. Yeah. It was great stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. It was great stuff. Where do we want to take this one from here? We're going to take this conversation. I mean, it's it's we are not a book club. We don't really ever talk about the story. We kind of more do a review and then we move on. Well, we can look at um, who was um, considered for the different roles. The um, Were there other people? Only person that was offered Evelyn was uh-huh. Rachel Weiss. Okay. However, so they had her in mind mm-hmm. from the beginning. Right. 
But um, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Chris O'Donnell, and Matthew McConaughey were considered for the role of Rick O'Connell. Interesting. Yep. Um, All right. I can. This is definitely not a Ben Ben Affleck movie. Too I can't, brooding. I can't see Matthew McConaughey doing it. He had the um, the Clive the Clive Cussler stories, Cussler stories, where he was like like in Sahara. Oh, what was the character's name? Can't remember. Where they go? They're going to pull a Panama. <sighs> Never mind. I, I, yeah. Dirk something or other. Anyway. Um, I have doggy paddle on this. I'm gonna. One. I'm, I'm gonna. Who was on else on that list? Uh, Chris O'Donnell. It, um, I see him as Robin from Batman. So see Chris I, O'Donnell in the in the late I the mid to late nineties. I think he might have been able to pull off Rick? the Rick character. I think so because he hadn't been glued into a stereotype just yet. You know, I because you know it, he had uh, Disney's Three Musketeers, so you had the young dashing D'Artagnan, mm. right? And mm-hmm. then he's had a couple of dramatic roles. When was Son of a Woman? Uh, Send a Woman was early 90s. Okay. Early to mid 90s. I'm pretty sure of it. And that's one of my favorite movies ever. And he was just amazing in that. Yeah, he was great. You 92. Know, play, 92, playing off of uh, El Pacino, of all things. I think Chris O'Donnell could have done a good Rick. Who, was on, who else is on the list? Uh, Bruce Campbell and Kurt Russell. All right, with Bruce Campbell, you know that where that's going to go. Bubba Hotep. Yeah, you really. <laughs> yeah. I would not be able to. The, the movie would be become just a comedy at that point because, come on, hell to the king, baby. It's all good. It's it's all good. But I don't think Bruce Campbell would have would have played the part. And it straight. says a couple lines down Sylvester Stallone were, was offered the part. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Sylvester oh. Stallone. That would have been good. No, it wouldn't have. It, it would have gone into <laughs> really a Rambo have. movie. Yeah, seriously, it would have been all like you you would have had to bring out like a thousand mummies. And because then he would have just been sitting there all going all Rambo with an RPG on him or something like that. It would have been it would have been insane. Oh. Or a so, light machine gun. Sherry and Chris. Fantasy cast this movie for me. I like the cast. I like the cast. <laughs> okay. Not, you wouldn't make any adjustments whatsoever? Um, no. I love... One of the reasons why I never saw the the third one um, they was Rachel. because I was so upset that they didn't have Rachel Wise. Right. They couldn't wait for her to be done being pregnant. They couldn't let her have her baby. They had to they had to put somebody else in and that was one of the things that i love about this movie is her interactions with the char- with the other characters she's my favorite character in the movie hmm. when did the rock join the mummy on um ensemble he was uh, scorpion there for king. Two. scorpion king the second movie and then they did another movie the scorpion king which is the which prequel technically mm-hmm. is considered the third movie in the franchise but I'm saying it's not. But that was separate. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's separate. So, because it didn't have a uh, Brendan Fraser, so it's like not. It was mm-hmm. like beforehand. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, you were talking about that that first scene, that scene in the at the um, jail. Um, I guess Brendan Fraser almost died. Yes. When During he the was hanging hung. scene, he had to be, um, Rachel Wise says he had to be um, revived. Wow. Because he had he stopped, breathing. stopped breathing. Did, oh, so they really strangled him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Talk about suffering for your art. And it's funny because like yesterday we watched the movie and then um, I always like to kind of go to like see if there's any extras or whatever on the DVD and mm-hmm. things like that. So I happened to be jumped over to the deleted scenes and it um, it's one of your trivia things. Um, 
because uh, Rick has a bandage or something on his hand or whatever in the movie, but you never know what had happened because the deleted scene was taken out that um, several mummies break through the floor and attack them, but they quickly turn their attention to that chest. They were able to pry it out from underneath the statue and get doused by that acid oh, that the, the, happens the sand, in the, the original acid. earlier yeah. on in the movie. And you're like, oh. But then it says this scene explains why a hole in the floor suddenly appears between the shots in the movie because, like, all of a sudden there's a hole in the floor, so there's some continuity errors because they took a scene out. So I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> this Here's the problem with... Uh... Uh, location shooting to avoid dehydration in the scorching heat of the Sahara the production's medical team created a drink that the cast and crew had to consume every two hours sandstorms were daily inconveniences snakes spiders and scorpions were a major problem with many crew members having to be airlifted out after being bitten now right there I'm Mm -hmm. never doing a desert shoot nope go ahead Tyler snakes why does it have to be snakes okay see there you go That's a See, time. everybody quotes Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Who is... quotes the mummy? <laughs> I know. Seriously. Um, um, actually, our gaming table does. Our gaming table. Oh, okay. Hey, Cause... Benny, you're on the wrong side of the river. Hey, yeah. O'Connell, we've got all the horses. <laughs> hey, Benny, I'm on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side of the river. Anyway, that's, yeah. That's the line that we quote Always all gets quoted the at the table the every day, whether it's appropriate or not, that that's quote shows one. up. Yeah. How about the... you guys? On the phone, your favorite quote. Um, well, that's up there. I do like um, I do like uh, Evie's drunken. Uh, I'm not drunk. Recitation about her being a librarian. I love that. Now <laughs> I am a librarian. Here's here's a great little side mo- note from that. At that moment in time, Ian was passing through the room, and he's become a big fan of the Noah Wiley vehicle, the librarians. Oh, I love the librarians. Okay, yeah. so as soon as Evelyn very proudly produ- proclaims herself to be a librarian, he spins around, he looks at the TV, he's like, wait a minute, is this a spinoff? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He, I he, love he, that kid. He, like, like whipped around. Oh, I like, thought oh. he was going to give himself whiplash. He was so excited. He's like, wait, I didn't know, th- it's, th- it's the librarians are this, spinoff of the mummy? And I'm like, <laughs> well. Well, you know what? It could work. It, it could work. It could fit. Yeah. But, but that was so funny. I am a librarian. How about you, Chris? Favorite moment of the movie so far? I honestly have no clue. Okay. <laughs> He's like, why is he putting me on the spot? Don't do that. No, no, that's not it. Um, <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed the movie. Right. And that's why, you know, revisiting it with a second and a third, I'm just like, but why? Because I like the first one so much. Because mm-hmm. um, it was kind of tied up in, with a neat little bow at the end. If they had changed it just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, keeping the same characters, doing something different, that would have been great. I would have appreciated that more, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I really did like mm-hmm. when I... When I was kind of freaked me out a lot was uh, whenever he screamed, the way his mouth opened. Oh, the way the that mommy, they would mommy. enhance it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That that I thought was amazing because that, that, that's really just creepy. <laughs> yeah. It added a whole level of, of like, you know, like, ooh, ee, you know, that kind of a thing. I don't know. I'm with you, though. I understand what you're saying. And the fact that uh, he played it so straight while everybody else was 
you know, joking and having a good time, even though, you know, crazy things were going on. Mm-hmm. He was very straight. What I really like about him, about about that, uh, about the way Arnold Vosloo, uh, Vosloo uh, approached the role was that um, he, I mean, there's a saying that every villain is the hero of his own story. Mm-hmm. And he really did approach it as that, that he was like it was like he was in an entirely different movie. He was in his own movie, and okay. this was just a really changed Romeo and Juliet story. And he was the good guy, and everyone else was keeping him from this great love. And I loved that about the way he played the character because it made it made him more real. He just wasn't just some oh I'm just an evil guy. He he actually had a purpose and he had a reason for what he was doing, mm-hmm. and. Um, maybe it wasn't good for everybody else, but why was everybody getting in his way? Why yeah. couldn't everybody just let let him have this wonderful love? It's good to see villains that have actual like depth to them, and you know, yeah. not just the cackling in the corner going, "Ooh, I'm going to blow up the world." Why? Because I feel like it. You know, it's he, he. You make a valid point in the regard that you know he had a motivation, he had a purpose. You know, he was sticking to a plan because there was a goal that was in mind. And all of the side benefits of, oh, yeah, sure, I can rain down the ten plagues of Egypt and, and I can do all this great stuff. That's all secondary. It's, it's more of I just want to get what I want and be left alone. And that was probably, I, I know we're talking about the first movie, but from the second movie, mm-hmm. the thing that, a huge spoiler for the second movie, um, in the end where he begs her to, to save him, to help him, and she says no. Mm-hmm. And he just—that was it. That was—he no longer had a purpose. After everything he had gone through to get her into that spat, you know, after everything he had gone through to have her, yeah, he he played that wonderfully. Yeah. Uh huh. And all the emotion was conveyed in his eyes. Broken after that. Yep. After everything, all the struggles, all the ups and downs, dying repeatedly. You know, being brought back, all the killing he had to do, all of the stuff that he had to do to have her just go, "No, I'm out of here." Yep. yep. That's see. That's why. The, so for the second movie, it was like I needed a couple of moments, mm-hmm. and that because he was such a real character as a villain, um, it was almost like I needed him to just have that moment, that realization that really this was all for nothing. And I think that brought it really around for me. And one of the reasons, and that's one of the reasons I really like the second Mummy, mm-hmm. the Mummy Returns. Okay. Can I say, I think my computer's listening to us. I literally just logged into my Twitter account. Very top tweet is a New York Times article about Rachel Wise. Wow. <laughs> wow. I heard a rumor she's pregnant that. again. That's what, that's what this article is that, about. Is that yeah. a thing? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Well, good to her. I mean, you know, Mrs. James Bond. Awesome. So now she's going to be a mommy. A mommy. Oh, instead of a mummy. Mummy, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, are yeah. you my mummy? Oh. oh, I love that episode. Mommy. Mommy, are you my mommy? Oh, boy. And we just dropped into Doctor Who because why not? I'm here. Um, last list. Well, if you're going to go that way, one of the things that Sherry had here up near the top uh-huh. was talking about uh, costuming. Where was that? Oh, one of, the, uh, one of the cloaks that was lent to, um, was lent to them by a... Uh, costuming company was actually created 
It was actually made for Alec Guinness for the first Star Wars movie. Nice. So it was an Obi-Wan and Kenobi just, cloak? Yeah, but it, it was, was just worn by a random extra. extra. That's phenomenal. I love it. That is a good throwback. Um, all right, so... We're we're not so on the fence. I mean, you know, you got a good chunk of the panel. We're, we're we love the movie. I did like the movie. Um, I go back You're between like and love, like and love, and I'm just cranky this morning. I probably that's probably what's lending into it. So Billy and I are gonna we're gonna watch the movie again someday when we feel better, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll see. We'll go from there. Uh, anybody got any last licks for this movie? Anything they want to talk about in particular? I, I really enjoyed the special effects with the sand. With the sand? Yeah, I think yeah. they did, you know, and that's the thing is like right around the late 90s is when you start seeing CGI being less cartoonish and L- more less obvious. Yeah, less obvious. Like wow, they made they somehow got that to do that. Yeah, and and that's really, you know, I, I, they did a lot of really good work with that in this particular movie. Um I liked how uh, when he would spin and run away from the cat. Me, um I don't know if it was in the notes. But she was telling me about how they they had to deal with uh, sandstorms daily mm-hmm. and scorpions and right. snakes and and spiders and all things like that. But when when you actually see the sandstorms <laughs> that they do in the movie, mm-hmm. you know that that was amazing. I thought they were incredible. I've I've always had a thing for tornadoes, so seeing dust devils like that, amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just start laughing. During the scene where Imhotep is raising the sandstorms in the desert, the camera had to quickly pan up as the wind machines being used kept blowing Arnold Voslo's cape up, exposing his backside. Damn it! Damn, damn, damn! That's wonderful because at least it's an equal opportunity movie for men and women. There you go. I missed that part. That would have been awesome. Originally, the concept for the Magi were that they were going to be covered in tattoos. Yes. Okay. That's in the but scene. Stephen yep. Summers took one look at um, Odette okay. and went, um, yeah. he's too good looking to be covered in. Too good yes. looking. <laughs> too hot. He is. And I, for one, he's say handsome thank fella. you, Stephen. Thank yes. you from the bottom of my heart. And I thank both of those actors for jumping over to NCIS because I have seen them <laughs> several times yes, since there the you mommy. Go. I'm like, wait. Yes. Wait. They were both Mossad officers on yep. CIS, uh, and, and, uh, NCIS, and they were both um, warlocks and charmed. on Charmed. Yep. They should be going to Criminal Minds. They were warlocks on Charmed. <laughs> Tyler now says that they have to hop over to Criminal Minds. So. To save it? No. 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 When, when, whenever somebody like that goes to Criminal Minds, it gets really freaking creepy. Look at yeah. Will Wheaton. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Tim Curry. Oh, oh, true. I can't watch Tim Curry's episode. Or, um, yeah. um no. what's his face? I don't know. What's his face? Michael Worker? <laughs> what? Wash. Oh, Alan Tudyk? Yeah, Alan oh, Tudyk. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did not like him on Criminal Minds either. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm behind. Uh, in... uh, I'm behind. Yeah. Alan Tudyk shows you what he's capable of when he's not being goofy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't Criminal Minds. It wasn't Criminal Minds? No, it was Law and Order. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, SVU. Special Vic, yes, which tells you the type of character he played. Right. Mm. Well, when you look at that, look at Dollhouse. You know, yeah. his, his range is amazing. Yep. But that's something different. Yep. Tyler's shaking his head no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So, not a bad movie. No, I mean, it's... lasting impression. It, it was tremendously fun. 
Yes. Um, it's a fun movie. It's what it was intended to be. It wasn't intended to be a horror movie. It wasn't intended to be. It was intended to be an action fantasy. Okay. They mm-hmm. even like they even like tested everything to make sure it wasn't too gory, and I think right. that was just for you, Tanya. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it says it says the effects team was told no gore when designing the look of the mummy. Right. Yep. Uh, I just can't get past the scare beetles. Yeah. And then going up, up the arm, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that was that that freaks me out too. That was probably uh, the thing that freaked me out yeah, the so, most was it going up the body. Uh, yeah. And and the one that dug into the the boot of the the of the uh, the warden. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, this oh, is no, gonna end no. bad. Yeah. So, please, I, I as a DM, please, no big time scarab beetles jumping out at me. Please. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's no. no. I I can't make that promise. That's not. Please. No. Kill Evan for it. <laughs> um, you know, with, with that whole thing, he was so into showing the pain mm-hmm. that he actually accidentally ripped off his own shorts. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the warden? Which is hysterical. Oh. That's funny. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we can talk about the different parts and, and what makes it funny, what's what keeps us out and yeah. things like that. And that's part of, like, the joy of watching a movie is talking about it with our friends there you go and fans and that's what we do here mm-hmm. on this podcast we talk about it with our friends and fans mm-hmm. yep and the conversation shall continue and uh one what of these days doing? the next time we talk about the mummy it'll be the uh, the 1932 boris karloff i'm pretty sure oh, that okay that's gotta be uh, a is that kind of spooky billy it's more yeah, thriller it is uh, yeah. Yeah, then, then let's go with abbott costello meet the mummy there you go <laughs> So we're going to take a break and then come Cruise back and talk about uh, other, the other stuff that we have. Yes. I need video of Chris and Sherry doing walking like an Egyptian now. I was dancing to this Thursday afternoon at work. Yes, you were. It's true. Oh, way at the beginning maybe that you guys would have been a little more perky probably not probably not <laughs> you need coffee no oh. i'm not going that far anyway we have we're events. back yes we, we are. are back we have a huge event coming up in 40 days well that's well that's, by the time this drops it's not going to be 40 days if it's i do what like, i'm supposed to do like a good boy and i follow the script the event talking about events is next i know that's why so, i was leading you, know, you into it we have to put you in timeout you're like Come on! Off, you're jumping in. What's going on over there? Well, you're kind of Debbie. Do you want to host today. this show? Sometimes, yes. Well, you can't. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> can I fire him? For the Firefly reference. Yes. Uh, thank you. Oh, can what? Well, there made was a, a Firefly reference. He did. I, I, I can't let you fire him. See, there oh, you go. Oh, do you want to be the captain of the ship? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, now I, I gotta, it. I gotta warn you. Um, I know you're going to step back at one of them. I'm, and I'm, put, plan, put, I, I, I'm planning vacation time, and, and one of the weeks that I'm looking at is going to be a podcasting session <gasps> week. So you're mm. going to have to host the show. It's going to be a thing. Okay. Uh-oh. When is that? 
I'm not telling you. Well, I hope it's not the one that we're talking about, the... Uh, no, we we'll probably be... The panels and the events type thing, because no, I'm stepping it, back from that one, so... It wouldn't be until uh, later in uh, the summer, early fall. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, leading up to the show? Don't do this to me. That's no, the I... one entitled, What Would Chris Do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would, Ooh, love would. That. Oh. I would love to listen to that one after the fact. That'd be great. <laughs> you and I. We'll do, what would Chris do? All right, so the event list is short, it's sweet, but it's powerful, it's potent, it's, it's amazing. To the, point. the Flower City Comic Con coming at you in 3D, June 9th and 10th at the Floriano Rochester Riverside Convention Center. You can find tickets online. You can also buy tickets at the door. They'll be a little a touch more expensive at the door. But beforehand, you can also, if you need to have that ticket in your hand, you can go to the following locations to buy tickets. First Print Comics. 13th First Comics, Blades for Life at Puff Palace, End Zone Collectibles, Rhinos Comics and Collectibles, Comic Book Heaven, All Heroes Comics, Comic Etc., Yankee Clipper, House of Cards, Hammer Girl Anime, and Wonderland Comics. All of those places will have FC3 tickets at their disposal for you to purchase. All right, moving on. Everyday Heroes, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Who is your hero? Do you know a fireman, police officer, nurse, EMT, military personnel, teacher, or librarian? Who is your personal hero? If so, please let us know all about that person. We'll give them a shout-out on the air. Please send your nominations to fc3monkeybusiness at gmail.com. Question of the week. Billy. Yes. Who do you think are the best-dressed fictional characters, and what makes them stand out for you? The obvious one is James Bond. Okay. Now, he's always wearing the tuxedo, and uh-huh. unless he's in his Speedo on the beach with Ursula <laughs> Andress or something. There you go. Uh, but the one that I, ju- the I just... The least dressed. Or yeah. the least dressed, yeah. yeah. The, the one I like the look of, even though it isn't like classically well-dressed, mm-hmm. Rorschach. With the trench coat, the hat from, from Watchmen, Watchmen, and, yeah. and the mask with the with the blotches on it, the chain. Sheet. I love that look. That it's very classic noir. Uh huh. That that PI, that the you know the Dick Tracy and uh, the Humphrey Bogart movies, that kind of a thing. That's so I'm I'm going Rorschach for okay. my weird one. Sherry, I'm coming at you in 3D. I like saying that these days. Um, you'll appreciate this one. Tell me. Love the look. Of the Eighth Doctor. Okay, I'm in on that love one. Now, him. is it his love original him. costume? Love the, Victor- for- love the Victorian aesthetic of okay. the, the waistcoat and the pocket watch and the frock coat mm-hmm. and oh, I just love the way he, he dresses. He is my favorite. That's my favorite Doctor's outfit. What, how, now, how do you think about the outfit they changed him into when they modernized him up for the the new series? See, I saw that as kind of like a like a like a dirty diversion. Okay. And he still had that Victorian the same aesthetic. Aesthetic, um, and I so I love them both. I love the fancy. I love the bedraggled. I've been through hell and back. Look, mm-hmm. I just I I really wish he had done more because I really think that he was just fantastic. I, I see you and I share that opinion without question. Uh, the eighth has always been kind of in the background as one of my favorites, just because I like the look, I like the personality of Paul McGann. Uh, I did hear a couple of his big finish audios, uh, so I could hear him do a little bit more of the character, so you could get a feel of what the eighth Doctor was more like. Uh, I prefer mm-hmm. the updated outfit to the original. Um, if I ever cosplayed, it would definitely be eighth Doctor myself. 
Uh, so cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Chris, how about you? What is, who do you think is the best dressed fictional characters and what makes them stand out for you? Oh, God. I don't even remember. We discussed this the, the other day and I don't even remember who I said. Uh, well, you did bring up James Bond like, like Billy did. Ooh. Yeah. Because he's such an obvious one. Yeah. Do you want me to come back oh, to you, brother? Get yeah, you off the come hook. back to me. Because there was, there was somebody I said, and I can't remember who it was, that I thought was really interesting. <laughs> Tyler J. Metris V. <laughs> oh, I'm going to come to you fifth. now, Mr. Fuzzy Face over there. I'm going to ask you the question. Who do you think are the best-dressed fictional characters, and what makes them stand out for you? I would say um, the Tenth Doctor. Okay. You like the, do you like the coat? Oh, yeah. All right. Now... Um, is there something in particular you would have changed about the tenth? No. No. Tyler's playing it safe because he knows that there's like thousands of fangirls out there who would have his hide for, for making. Oh no, we should change the tenth day. Okay. How about you, Tanya? Oh God. We've got two doctors and a guy who's supposedly a time lord. Okay. Already tenth, mentioned tenth because I'm not always good with the numbers. Is David Tennant? Correct. Okay. Always remember Tennant well, has ten there, in there, his name, so it works so. out really well to remember. Hmm. The best dressed fictional character. You know, Mickey Mouse has those suspenders. Uh, well, yeah, they really the braces. Do uh, Don- Donald doesn't yeah. wear pants. So that's <laughs> good. Uh, that's a hard question because there's a lot of characters that are uh, like impe- impeccably dressed and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? <laughs> Derek Morgan is pretty, you know, if I was going to do that, I would have to jump to Penelope Garcia from Criminal Minds. Okay. If I was going to. I oh, love the way she dresses. Yeah, so it, uh-huh. that is just, she embraces her inner, like, geekiness and nerdy, and oh, yeah. she just doesn't give a flying whatever, yeah. what everybody else Speaker button. Are, not a flying speaker button. Yes, yes no, like, I didn't say it. So, therefore, <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So, I think. That yes, that and you know, I kind just, of rockabilly fifties Betty Page type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, it. That, that's just a really hard question to answer. But if I was gonna do that, I definitely would have to go Penelope Garcia, or okay. I would go back to just the the outfits that you see on um, Charmed, just because that. Even though they don't have the charmed full-time ones? jobs or whatever, but they seem to have like great clothes <laughs> <laughs> and the great and house shoes. in California. Yes, they live in this awesome Victorian house in California. Gain. But yeah. yeah, well, it was Graham's house. Come on, mm-hmm. oh, it's passed down through the family. Yes, or, or Stuart Little because it's so hard to put sneakers on a mouse. Really, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm going to give Chris a little bit more time. I've got two. Okay. No, he's got it. He's got it. Oh, Chris got one. Okay, go ahead, Chris. Yes, um, actually, what we we been discussing was um, actually updated costumes. Okay. Um, specifically, the one that came to mind was Captain America's. Okay. In in the actual movie. Uh huh. Because they made it functional. Yeah. And that's what they've done with a lot of the comic book characters when they brought them on screen. You know, when you look at Arrow um, <laughs> and the X Men. Mm-hmm. You know the the comment about the. The blue and yellow spandex. Yeah, exactly. They wore actual costumes that were functional. Right. And I do like seeing the evolution of Captain America throughout the movies, you know, right from the first one he's in all the way to Infinity War. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, they they made they changed everything so it was functional in the real world, mm-hmm. and that was how I took it as best dressed, as opposed to you know who is most impeccably dressed. Okay, um, I have two that I want to bring up. The, uh, the and they're both ensembles. Okay, the first is is the the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar in Matrix when they're in the Matrix because those outfits are just freaking badass. <laughs> Um, you know, and they're all dark and, and they're well dressed. They're impeccable, and except for the one, um, was it was it Mouse? No, not Mouse. I'm trying to remember the woman who was in the white, because she was just this ultimate contrast to everybody else. That's that yeah. visual that that struck me. Um, and so there's 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 a movie that never should have had a should have had a sequel. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> Which one? Matrix, Matrix. Oh. should never have been more than just the one Matrix. They did everything saw, they needed to do in the one. I saw all the DVDs when I was throwing all the DVDs through my shelf looking for my copy of the Mummy. I uh-huh. saw all the Matrix. I saw all the Underworld. I'm just like I saw all of the other copies, like, but couldn't, couldn't find your Mummy. I couldn't find my Mummy. But you probably uh, found the third one. My my yeah. other ensemble cast and and it's not so much best dressed but most iconic dressed uh they are the crew of a spaceship that has a license plate ncc 1701 it's iconic yes okay the blue the red the yellow the original i you know they've had better uniforms throughout the tv series and movies and whatnot i mean like the next generation uniforms towards the end of the run when they have the black with the gray shoulders and the the colored turtlenecks i i thought those were very distinctive but nothing says this is classic science fiction for me than than those original, you know, uh, the, the original 60s, really. That's it. You know, the, the gold, the red, and the blue. So those are, my, uh, those are my picks. Though I really love in the Deep Space Nine episode, Trials and Tribulations. Oh, yeah. When they were talking about where, um, where uh, Bashir was confused. That Cisco was wearing gold and just the change in colors, uh-huh. and it was oh no, this they they changed the colors back then. Command wore gold and engineering wore red, and then you ha- you just hear Jadzia's voice saying, "And women wore less." Yes, and then there she is in the miniskirt dress. That was a great <laughs> scene from that that episode. That that whole episode was a wonderful tribute to the original series. I thought, but that was uh, a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean that's we should, not a, we should not a book club those two episodes together. Okay, I'm like that's a great idea as far as I'm concerned. Give Billy advance warning. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we caught him. We caught him off guard with mummy. So <laughs> who would be it? Who would just brainstorming right now? We all had our answers that we picked, but who would be a good uh, somebody else? Um, for the mummy? No, no, no. For oh. uh, <laughs> dress, best dressed fish, fictional oh, characters. Okay. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Huh? Hmm. Do you got any ideas there, listener? Darth Vader. Darth Vader is best dressed. Very <laughs> impeccable. His armor is always shiny. Uh, if you are, dear listener, if you have a, a suggestion for that, then feel free to let us know. I think that'd be phenomenal to hear from you and see what you have to say about it. Uh, and then we will talk about your choices in one of our future podcast recordings. So, <sighs> the love and the 11th, the bow ties are cool? Yes. Okay, so Bez's, all of the doctors so Bez's far have been fairly cool. well-dressed, except for six. <laughs> Dr. Seuss? Yeah, Dr. Seuss. I don't know. He, he, was, he was good for a couple of you know, nice sweaters. Um, not thinking of anything else, are we? Um, Firefly. Okay. Oh, yeah. They all 
have very functional costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally dress like Jane all the time and have for years. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with that. I just like cargo pockets because I'm not carrying a purse. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it would be it would be a knapsack, isn't that what it was? In what is uh, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Drax hits uh, hits a. Uh... Oh God, Peter! I couldn't think of the name for a moment, Peter. Well, it's like it's like it's like he was just kind of scattering away into the ashes with me there. Um... Oh, <laughs> stop! That was bad. Bad. All right. Um, but yeah, Drax hits Peter. You know, you're bringing your purse. It's a knapsack. Ah, oh, there it is. Uh-huh. So, all right. So we're gonna wrap this one up for the day and move on to something else, and that something else will probably be lunch and whatnot. So, there you have it. That's that's your monkey business. And yay! No, no, no! Play this one. Play this one. That's the wrong one. Oh, play this one. Play it. That's the wrong one. Oh my god! That's the wrong one. Here's the right one, Chris. The one you love so much. Yay! Oh, wonderful. It's been a while. I know. They're laughing at the other <laughs> I was kind of expecting it to be Benny Hill for a second. So, Monkey Business, Monkey, Mighty Monkey Corporation, Flower City Comic Con, June 9th and 10th. Find us on Facebook. Please wave to us there. Poke us, like us, love us, and support us on Patreon. And uh, we will see you all, guys, very, very soon. <laughs> Have a wonderful week. And uh, I didn't escape the damn song. How do we end the show again? I don't know. <laughs> Do we ever end the show? No. No, It just keeps going.